The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms. Join in for spiritually enlightening discussion and the practical application of new thought principles. Here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. This is Galen McDowell. I'm the executive minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is the senior minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the founder. We're in the midst of uh, a series where we're, we're celebrating the life and legacy of the Reverend Dr. Mary Tumpkin. We did a show a couple of weeks ago, and today is the part two. So today my guest uh, are uh, Reverend Tumpkin's son, Joseph Tumpkin, uh, the president of the Universal Foundation for Better Living and the senior minister and founder of the Universal Center of Truth in Jamaica, the Reverend Dr. Sheila McKeithen, uh, author, professor, uh, uh, Tanisha Ferguson-Rowan, and the, the director of the Mary Tumpkin Foundation, or please correct me if I got that title wrong, uh, Jackie Collier, and a founding member of the Universal Truth Center, which was the center that uh, that Reverend Tumpkin founded. Hello, everyone, first of all. Let me say hi and thank you for being on the show. Morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So um, I want to start uh, my questions off uh, with you, Joe, with um, a funny moment. Uh, Reverend Tumpkin, one of the things that surprised me about your mom was that she was exceptionally funny. When I didn't know her, I thought she was serious all the time, and she just used jokes as a part of her sermon sermon uh delivery but i discovered that she was hilarious um can you share uh you know a a funny moment that might be a teaching moment it might not be a a teaching moment but it it really spoke to her personality um there's yes there there's there's plenty of plenty of moments i i remember um you know sitting in 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 service and you know, not and like coming home from college, sitting in the service, and and um, and how she would just go about, um, you know, asking people to do things, to do certain things. And I remember uh, a moment that was kind of funny um, when we moved into the new center in um, uh, on 
on 37th Ave, and we were we were still trying to put stuff together. And she and she was asking for volunteers to um, to do different things. And she said she needed somebody to to go down to Dallas and pick up some cabinets and pick up some audio equipment and stuff like that. So we're sitting in church and and I'm home for break um, from college and it's my, my second second year in college and nobody would raise their hands and the thing because you had she was going to fly you into dallas and you had to you drive from dallas basically um back to south florida and she was looking around the congregation and she looked she she just dead eyeballed straight at me i was sitting in the back in the corner and she dead eyeballed me so i kind of raised my hand she goes i got one volunteer he's really not a volunteer but he's going to volunteer and then somebody else and somebody else so it was kind of it was kind of in that moment and she was just like you know it it was it was it was a point that she expected everybody to do some point of service in that so the teaching point is she was going to ask anybody and everybody to do something but she was going to always make it look at it that it was an expectation she didn't matter who at what level you were who you were she expected you to do something and in that service because that's what she did. You know, if if she was going to do it, she expected you to do it. Yeah, that, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, Reverend McKeithen, do you want to share a, a, a funny moment that was also a teachable moment? No, because I got to think about it. <laughs> I really <laughs> trying to think of one, and I can't think. I can't think of funny. You know, girl wasn't yeah. wasn't funny with me when she told you something. She did it, and so you know, uh, I can't. I can't think of uh, funny. Oh, a, a funny moment was um, she was preaching. I can remember this because it happened to me. She was preaching, and her slip her slip just slid down her leg. And on the floor, in the middle of this powerful preaching. So we're thinking, okay, so she's going to keep preaching? What's going to happen? And she stepped out of the slip. She stepped out. The slip was on the floor, not at her feet. Uh, and she was still preaching. So she she stepped out of the, the slip, slip. She didn't miss a beat. You know, it's like the, the preaching never stopped. It's like the word of God must go on. And she just stepped out of the slip and just kept on going. And we were just like, oh, so when it happened to me, I did what she did. So, you know, <laughs> you know, nothing stops, you know, in the moment, you know, when God told you to do something, sometimes you slip, fall down. You're going to let that stop you. You got to keep going. You know, like God says to Isaiah, you know, whom, whom can I send? Isaiah says, send me. So if you say it, send me, if you slip, fall down or your earring fall off or your, your wig get turned around, then you just keep on going. Absolutely, absolutely, I, absolutely. Go ahead, excuse and me. And you know, I remember that. I remember that because I was sitting, I always sat on the third row. And I was sitting there and I saw that slip come down. And I thought to myself, what is she going to do? She never <laughs> a step right out of that slip and said, I didn't need it anyway. And kept preaching. And all of us just, in fact, we clapped because it was hysterical for all of us to just watch her move through that moment that was one of the most hysterical times there was a, there are a million of them right sheila right joseph <laughs> I, guess, yeah. I guess so but that's the one i remember because it happened to me too yeah, that, that's that's that, that's definitely beautiful so i'm, I'm actually going to ask, <laughs> ask a different question uh tanisha 
So um, yes. <laughs> this won't be a funny moment unless you want to share one. If you want to share one, I'll I'll hold off this next question. If you just have a story, you just have to share. Well, no, let me hear what your next question okay. is. Okay, so so. <laughs> You, okay, you were assigned by um, Reverend Tumpkin to carry forth the, the legacy for a period of time up until recently for the Daily Inspiration. Um, what yeah. was she seeking to impart and av- with the Daily Inspiration? Because she inherited it, obviously, the responsibility from Reverend Coleman. But when she came in, she, 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 she put some structure in it to make sure that we can continue to go forward and do what we need to do. What was she seeking to, what did she tell you she needed from you as the person who was responsible for producing our daily periodical? That's a great question. Um, And thank you for asking it. One of the things that I had the opportunity to see firsthand and experience when I stepped into that position Uh, as the managing editor for the Daily Inspiration, was what the UFBL family looks like. Um, Because, you know, it's really easy to think when you are focused uh, on the culture at your own church that that's what the entire UFBL family is. Uh, and, And we're bigger than that. And one of the things that she asked me to do was keeping in mind all of all of that and also that we are one spiritual family community um, to make sure that the teaching was consistent with the principle and also that it was communicated in a way that the UFBL family, no matter where we were located, could relate to. Beautiful, beautiful. And I think that you did that and then some. The uh, Joyce. As, a, as you were there from the beginning, obviously, and when you were a part of that core team that was helping develop UTC, what was the vision and drive that you picked up from Reverend Tumpkin? You know, um, um, is it, is it, you're talking ja- to me, Jackie, right? I meant Jackie. I looked up and I saw her name and I apologize <laughs> on the screen, Jackie. I sincerely apologize. Okay. No problem. Um, you know, first of all, you had to, to, to be there, um, um, because I had, I I didn't know anything about truth. I had no idea about truth. I learned the little bit that I knew from less. So that meant that I knew a little bit, but not a lot of it. Um, and I'd come to Chicago. So, um, because I wanted to know more. And so I took the opportunity to come to Chicago to, um, to, to learn what, what UFBL was about, what Universal Truth Center was going to be about, what Christ Universal Temple was about. And I got there on a Friday night. I'll never forget it. It was a Friday night. It was a Friday night. Listen, it's Friday night. And I said to myself, what am I doing in church on a Friday night? So I got to Christ Universal Temple. That was the old, um, the, the first, well, I don't know if it was the first or second, but it was the, the cute little jewel box um, yeah. right off of the expressway. Yes. And um, I got there, and the church was packed. I was like, wait a minute, this is a Friday night. And all these people are in there, and Johnny is talking. She wasn't preaching. She was down on the floor 
talking because it was one of those, um, they were having um, a, um, the church was having, or she was having in a prosperity um, workshop and discussion. And when I got there and saw CUT and what CUT was like, I thought to myself, oh my God, I am in for something that is much, 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 much bigger than me. Um, And so when I got back to Miami and had the opportunity to talk to Mary, I said, Mary, I don't know if you've been to Chicago yet, but I want you to know that we are in for something that is much, 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 much bigger than a church. This is beyond just, you know, um, platitudes and motivation. This is truth. And, I, and, that, and that was all I could say to her. And she just looked at me and said, you know, Jackie, you just have such great, you know, descriptions of things. Um, but I realized that Mary's vision was in line with um, CUT's vision and was in line with um, much more than at the time I could even understand because I truly, I thought it was maybe, you know, motivation, maybe a little bit of God in it, maybe a little bit of church in it, but never in my wildest dreams or imagination did I think that where I was headed on this journey as a charter member of Universal Truth Center was what, you know, was what what it turned out to be. I mean, Mary's dream, Mary's ideas, Mary's vision was like beyond anything that I had ever, ever been a part of. And um, I just remember her as a teacher being just incredible. So I hope I've answered your question, but I, I, I just remember coming back and hearing that, you know. I, I appreciate it, appreciate it. So we have several callers I have to let in. So they oh. so be prepared to at, answer questions, okay. everyone. Uh, let's get the first caller in. Uh, Chantel, is it Chantel? Are you there? Hi. Hi, Chantel. Do you have a question for one of our guests? just wanted to say thank you so much for the program and always uh, great to be able to learn more about the beginnings of such a powerful movement. Beautiful, beautiful. Where are you calling from? Miami. Miami? Okay, beautiful, beautiful. Well, thank you. Are you a member uh, or associated with Universal Truth Center? Yes, yes. And, and okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. I don't know why she's being so shy. She grew up at UTC. (laughs) (laughs) We call them Buffy and Jody. I don't know which one it is, but it's Buffy and Jody. Right? I think, no, I think it's another Chantal. This is Chantal Vernon. Yeah, so so thank you for calling. Okay, thanks. God bless. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Chantal. All right, bye-bye. Hi, this is Keisha. Yes, hi. How are you? Doing well about yourself. You're echoing a little bit. Um, where are you calling from? I'm actually calling from Baltimore, Maryland. 
Okay, hello. Are you f affiliated with the ch uh, One Guy, One Thought in, in Baltimore? Yes, I am. I okay, am a member of One God, One Thought, yes. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Do you have a question for one of our guests? You know, I have no question. I'm just honored to just be a part of this this energy right now, and I'm just here. I am open. I am receptive, and I just want to say I love everyone that's on this line. Thank you very much. God bless you, and we love you back. Thank you. We love you back. All right. Thanks. Can you hear uh, me? Joyce, Hello? hi. Hi, Joyce. Is this Reverend yeah, Joyce Anderson? I, yes, that's Joyce Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey there, uh, the minister of our, <laughs> well, I'll let you introduce yourself, the minister of our uh, church in Brooklyn, New uh, York, if you're in the New York area. Right. Uh, the New York Center of Truth for Better Living on 577 Albany Avenue. And I just wanted to, to say that uh, the DI was on point as if they knew we would be growing through this experience. I think Sherry Jane, Sherry was the author of this for March. And I just want to thank her for her spiritual foresight because it's right on point for what's happening at this time. Okay, thank you. Do you have uh, any questions for anybody that's on the call before we get off the phone? Before you get off the phone, Reverend Joyce? No, not really. I'm just happy to be able to join this. Uh, what is it? This call, <laughs> and um, that's all I had to say for now. I just wanted to. Say I was part of uh, the the Unity of Brooklyn with uh, Reverend um, Donner, and I remember when uh, Reverend Johnny came to start the uh, our better living spiritual community, and I'm happy to have been there at that time. Thank you. Thank you. God bless. God bless you all. Uh, take care. We have one more caller right now. Let me see here. Uh, Paulette. Paul, is this Paulette Hicks? Yes, it is. Hey there. Good to hear from hey, you. Hey, how are you? Doing well, Great doing well. You. Do you have a question or a comment? Uh, comment and then a question. My comment is thank you. Thank you to you, Galen, and the fantastic work that you're doing with this program. And also my best wishes uh, and prayers to you, the CUT family, and to your guest speakers. Uh, my question nice. is this. Speaking of Reverend Tumpkin, among her many, many, many gifts, she had the incredible ability to draw people, to draw people into leadership, to draw people into our community. And I think that skill is so needed today to hold us, right, to hold us together and to keep us engaged and active. Uh, I just want to ask you and or your guests, you know, how are you seeing this ability being modeled today? Uh, I, I will, I'm going to ask if Reverend McKeithen can jump in on that one first, please. Oh, wonderful. Well, you know, all every time uh, or era that we move through, uh, requires different uh, levels and types of uh, leadership. And uh, what I know for sure was uh, toward the uh, end of the um, um, Reverend Tumpkin's uh, time with us here on earth, one of the insights uh, that she shared with me was that um, 
you know, you can never make anyone a leader. Uh, that you, a person has to have something within them that um, pulls them out of the seat and out of the bench and uh, some ideas that uh, propel them forward. And I think that one of the ways it's being modeled now is through our Johnny Coleman Theological Seminary and the various uh, programs for teachers, for licensing, and the different moves that uh, the provost, the Reverend Dr. Anna Price, uh, is making to uh, put the seminary on a, on a, on a global uh, stage and to offer the leadership uh, practices and, and to raise up leaders. And even the way that a person becomes a leader now, that whole uh, criteria has been changed. And uh, so people are proving themselves. And we have young people, including millennials. I have six, Paulette, uh, mm-hmm. in the uh, teacher training program, all of them with different reaches in the, in the world. And there's a, it's a fantastic class and group of people uh, that I just finished teaching a class to, as a matter of fact. And uh, they are all in their own right doing amazing things um, and uh, are going to make a big difference in the world. And so I'm really excited about it. Uh, one of the things I did was gave them a project, and I asked them to create a learning tool and uh, that people could use, you know, so whether they're in a church or not, that would draw people in, but at the same time teach them how to live better lives. And one of your very own students, I don't have her permission, but I'm not going to, so I'm not going to call her name, but she's out of the Miami church. And one of the tools that she created was like a Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune uh, game that tested you, you know, on Wheel of Fortune, how the the, the different uh, answers come up on the board. She's created mm-hmm. something like that, but it's giving answers, and then you have to come up with the question uh, to help you move forward in your spiritual growth and unfoldment. So we've got a lot of really exciting things like that that are happening, and people becoming aware, in, uh, uh, aware awake, and also participating in um, grassroots organizations, and they're bringing back information that they're learning from the corporate sector, from grassroots organizations, from socially conscious organizations, and they're bringing it back into USBL, and we are putting the principles and say, how are the principles infused in what's happening in the everyday world, keeping the teaching practical and relevant? Because if you don't, I don't care how much leadership ability you have, you are not going to draw people. So some really wonderful things have happen- are, are happening and on the ground running, and uh, so you're going to be hearing more about that in the days to come, Paulette, and great question, and thank you for that. You're welcome. Yes. Great answer. Yeah. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. Absolutely. Can I add Absolutely. Yes, that? really good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Oh, go, go ahead, Jackie. I want to add to this, um, Paulette. One of the things that I remember so specifically um, at, you know, while I was being taught by Mary, and that is that you always have to find, you know, whatever level you're on in terms of leadership, if you're a teacher, if you're a greeter, if you're a, you know, wh- whatever you are in the church, whatever your gift is and whatever it is that you're doing in the church, you know, you are that, you are the model that other people see in, in the church, right? Mm-hmm. So at the time I was a, I, they wouldn't let me sing in the choir, so I had to become a, Thank God. a teacher. Thank So, so I and a board director, Jackie. You were on the first board. 
I, I was on the first board, but I was the Youth Expressing Christ um, teacher, and I taught the Youth Expressing Christ for years. But Mary always said, you cannot leave a job unless you have found a replacement for your job. And so throughout, mm-hmm. throughout my time as the, you know, Youth Expressing Christ um, teacher for the young people, in fact, I taught Joseph, um, I was always looking for a teacher or teachers to replace me so that mm-hmm. all the time, you know, you're, I'm always looking for, okay, who looks like they are interested? Who would be, mm-hmm. a good, would be good doing this? And so over the years, we ended up having, you know, like three to four different YEC teachers, and they ended up teaching sometimes junior high, sometimes other, you know, classes, because at that time we had lots of teachers, both in the um, adult ed program and in the um, in the um, youth in, in the in the youth program. So I think a part of what Mary taught, or at least that I could see that she was teaching and modeling was your replacement. You have mm-hmm. to find others that can do or who are willing to do what you do. And I found mm-hmm. a lot of times just asking people, um, just like Sheila asked <laughs> the young people, you know, I need you to come up with, you know, an idea. Mm-hmm. People want to do, they just sometimes are not asked. And I, I am always good at asking yeah beautiful beautiful so uh paulette because we are about a minute and a half from our uh, break so i'm just going to thank you for the call unless you have any other quick comments you need to make before we go to our break uh no and thank you all thank you so much very enlightening thank you so much for the thank call thank you for your service too paulette you're so welcome it's taught me a lot i'm still growing through what i've learned at UTC and through the Universal Foundation for Better Living. Many thanks yes, to you yes. all. Yes, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And Paulette was also one of our UFBO board members for years as well. So thank you for the service. Right, right. So um, we're, we're about a minute away from the break. So I want to give just a quick CUT commercial before we go back um, to um, before we go to break and then come back with the show. So Everyone who's listening, if you want to check out Christ Universal Temple, obviously, like the majority of the world, we're live streaming only our service. You can go to cutemple.org or our YouTube page, which is CU Temple, CU, the word temple, together, and watch our live stream every Sunday morning at 1030 a.m. Central Time. Uh, you don't want to miss it. When we come back, I want to make sure that everybody who is affiliated with a church can give their information so people can tune into their live streams as well. And we want to make sure that you just stay tuned. Check out our Facebook page. Check out our Instagram. Check out our Twitter. Let's make sure that we keep this message out there. We keep it going strong and doing what we need to do. So um, we're coming up on our break. It'll be for a few minutes. When we come back, we'll still take calls. And you can call in at 816-251-3555, 816-251-3555. We'll be right back with Truth Transforms. All are welcome. 
We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Again, welcome back to Truth Transforms. This is a special show about one of my spiritual mothers, mentors, and teachers, the Reverend Dr. Mary Tumpkin. And we have multiple guests on today, and uh, I I don't want to waste any time. So I do want to make sure that people can contact uh, the different people that are on the show with whatever they need. So far as the live streams and services, because ministries are represented on this call. Reverend McKeaton, can you let people know how they can uh, uh, connect with your ministries on Sunday mornings and watch the stream of your service? Oh, yes. Um, So um, the Universal Center of Truth. Now, center is spelled the British way, C-E-N-T-R-E. The Universal Center of Truth for Better Living on uh, Facebook, also on uh, Instagram, and uh, now also on YouTube. So if you go to the Facebook page, you should get the links to, like, the Instagram page as well as the information for um, the for the YouTube channel. You can attend that way. And now I'm working on another option here in Jamaica because we don't have all of the phone service options that you have uh, in the U.S. So I'm working with someone from one of the telecommunications um, companies today to see how we can get a call so people can call in because a lot of people, particularly our seniors, aren't connected on the Internet, and so they're unable to uh, tap into the service from any of those options. So I would encourage all ministries to look at a way where your seniors can tap in, even if it's through a telephone call, so that they can hear and receive uh, the blessing that you're offering to the world. And thanks for asking that question, Galen. Not a problem, not a problem. Tarnisha, could you let people know how they can connect with the Universal Truth Center uh, live stream? Yes. Uh, Universal Truth Center Sunday services live stream starting at 9.50 a.m. Eastern Time. And you can watch on our website, www.utruthcenter.org. Or you can follow us on Facebook and watch uh, at UTC Live on Facebook. We also have a a conference call line for those who are not able um, to log on. You can call 712-451-0011, and the access code is 457533-POUND. So we look forward to seeing you on Sundays. Beautiful, beautiful. So uh, guests, we have uh, three callers. So we're going to go through these calls, and then I'll get back to the questions that I have for you. Hopefully we can get them all in. Uh, Reverend Janine, uh, is this Reverend Janine Burns? This is she. Hey there, how you doing? Hi everybody. Oh, I'm so excited about your show, Galen, Reverend Galen. Thank you. Hi Janine. Hey Reverend Sheila. So I called today with a story and a comment. Uh, my Mary Tumpkin story was from 1988. Uh, there used to be these huge events called Creating the Church of Tomorrow Today uh, with Jack Bolin and Peggy Bassett. And uh, Mary Tumpkin spoke at one of these. And I thought she was just absolutely amazing. 
and I had never met her before. So she was in the lunchroom. I saw her. She was sitting there by herself. I sat down in front of her, put my plate down, and I said to her, Mary Tumpkin, I want to speak at your church. Well, she literally sputtered and food flew out of her mouth. And I learned <laughs> afterwards that people didn't really talk to Mary Tumpkin that way. I didn't realize. And we became fast friends. She had, she had to come speak at her church. And uh, that was really something. She said, okay, send me some material, send me some cassettes, send me some written material. And it worked out well. Um, and then when I would call her, one of the things that was always so special to me is every call, she would always say to me, you are my friend, which that was so sweet. Um, a comment I want to make regarding what uh, Reverend Sheila said about making our teaching practical and relevant. I love, Galen, that you are online doing this. I love your Facebook posts, which I often try to share. Please make them shareable. And okay. this idea of practical and relevant, because Mary used to say how, you know, the prices or Dyer or Oprah, all these people who were not brought up in the New Thought tradition was taking our teaching and teaching it in a different way rather than having the fundamentals that we know, such as oneness. And so I, I'm just so pleased about, about that practicality and relevance, and I think that's What's really happening today, the world is undergoing a rapid and radical spiritual transformation, and people in the New Thought Movement are really the leaders who are fostering that and keeping that energy moving forward. So I'm delighted to know everybody on the phone. I bless you. I praise you. And Galen, I just love your work. Thank you. Thank you so much. And we'll be in touch. We've got to do one of your shows again real soon. Well, that would be fun, and I look forward to seeing you this summer um, uh, in Chicago at... Um, I N T A. Yeah, absolutely. I look forward to it. God bless you. You take care now, okay? Bye, everyone. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Okay, we have a we have another caller. Uh, Cynthia, are you there? Yes, I am. How you doing there, Cynthia? Are you calling from Chicago? Yes, I am. I am a member of C U T, Pastor Galen. Yes, indeed. Okay, beautiful. Do you have a question or a comment? A question for any of the uh, the guests? Uh, my, my comment is simply this: that, that I, I I love the the idea that we can still get together as a family, as a new thought family, uh, even though we can't be in each other's presence, you know, within the in the physical structures that we have, that we can still get together as a new thought family throughout the week, every day, uh, with, with the challenges that people are facing. And I love the idea that you know you keep encouraging us to be a light. Uh, unto all humanity for those people who are just so frustrated uh, and don't know which way to turn. And I thank you all for that. Thank you so much. I appreciate the call. All right. So um, we're um, going to transition into the question. Thank you all the callers who called in. And obviously, if anybody else wants to call in, you obviously can. 816-251-3555. So, Joe, I would like to ask you about um, um, how your mother, Reverend Tumpkin, stood and stood on principle and taught how to stand on principle. Um, I mean, there's 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 many instances where, but one that really comes to mind was. Um, we were, I used to try, 
probably the last seven, um, seven, eight years that she was, uh, she was around that I would use my summer and travel with her. So, um, I got an opportunity to travel to different conferences, for example, like INTA and, um, I would work with her at Panorama of Truth and travel to different things that she was doing in the summer to give some, to give some of the other people that stepped in like Tanisha and then a break, um, in that point in time. So it was, a, it was a, a great opportunity for me to really kind of spend time with, with her and kind of see her in her element from a different perspective. Um, and I remember, uh, it was probably about a year or so after she finished with um, uh, Pray Before You Forgive, and she was working on forgiveness. And and she was as she was she was going through some she was going through her own challenges um, at that time. She sat and I remember her um, spending about about an hour each day and. And sitting in silence, and, and, and one day I asked her, I said, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm, I'm working on forgiveness. And I said, what do you mean you're working on forgiveness? And she's like, you know, she kind of explained her what she was going through. It was a kind of private moment. Then I remember probably about a week before um, we went to INTA, because I was sitting at, at the house, and she start, she wrote letters. And... She put the put the letters in envelopes and then she put them in her bag. She put these in my bag and traveled and stuff. And I remember we getting to ITA. She had probably about ten letters. And at that at that time, she we were I was walking her around and going to to meetings and putting back in the room. And she's like, "Hey, um, I want you to find each of these individuals." She named about ten individuals, gave me envelopes for ten individuals, and just giving me letters. And to later find out, they were just they were letters of, of to certain people that um, she just was just expressing that she's, she forgave him and, 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 and um, was working on whatever aspects and, and things that she was going through with that personal individual. And it was, and just the looking expression on those people's faces as, as she sat there and practiced what she actually wrote down in a book was one instance. Um, I remember other instance we were getting ready for PLT um, and I was, you know, we were setting up the stage and then before opening night at PLT, uh, she wanted to do a walkthrough. We were walking through everything. And this was after um, she had an accident, fell down the stairs and stuff. And so we were, I was making sure that, she understood where the stage was and walking through the stage. And I remember us going down there and she sat on that stage and it was probably one of the most powerful moments I've ever seen from her. And um, she started to cry. And um, standing there, it was probably a room about 10, 15 people. And, and I'm like, I'm in a, in a sense of a panic. Like, what, what's the matter? What's the matter? What's the matter? What's the matter? And she's like, nothing, nothing, nothing. So we got her back up to the room. I said, are you okay? She's like, yes. She goes, and she just, I said, well, where were you crying? Are you okay? Is everything good for tonight? And she's like, yeah. She goes, I'm just thankful that I'm here and where I'm supposed to be. 
And that was one of the things that she stood, she stood on the point of, of uh, being able to work through and, and heal herself and be in the right spot. Cause that was one of the things she knew that she had, to, she had to stand on, on, uh, on what she believed and what she taught. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that very powerful oh. story. Thank you. Thank you. And, um, I was at that, I was at that INTA Joe, um, I actually remember her um, telling me because we did INTA, then we did POT right after it. Yeah. I remember her mentioning yeah. to me that, uh, that she was working on forgiving and working through some things with some individuals. I didn't know that she was actually writing letters to people. That's very interesting. She had just shared to me in a private moment that she was working on it. That's thank you, thank you. That that really put both bookends on that conversation. Um, Reverend McKeithen, um, you know, as the president and the successor of Reverend Tumpkin, uh, as far as leading UFBL is concerned, um, what is the, you, you're carrying the legacy of the leadership that came before you. Um, how does that show up in what you're doing now in leading UFBL in the spirit of not only being the successor of Reverend Tumpkin, but also Reverend Tumpkin being your spiritual mother. Yes. Um, well, I tell you, uh, Mary uh, had the ability to pull out of you what you didn't even know what was inside. And so let me just say for uh, brevity, uh, uh, from a point of just being very brief, uh, for Mary, it would be don't play with it. So I don't play with spiritual principle. When I say play, what I mean is I don't take it lightly, you know, is what is the principle that supports it? And people will tell you in my ministry who know me and who have trained under me that one of the things I say, you can always challenge me by saying to me, Sheila, Reverend Sheila, Dr. Sheila, whatever you want to say, what is the principle that supports that? I said, and if I'm, I can't tell you a spiritual, universal spiritual principle that undergirds an action that I am taking, then I am off principle. So she would say, don't play with it. So I don't play with it. And I think uh, Dr. Coleman didn't play with it either. It was either what is the spiritual principle and we're going to operate from it and that's our standard. And we don't deviate from it. The other thing I would say on for Reverend Mary is she always said to me, how can we help people? So Mary, although she was a, a, a giant and a powerhouse, she was never on an ego trip trying to make herself anything or to become this or become that. Her genuine heart was are we helping people? How can we help them? How can we put these principles in their hands? And that's why the students – that uh, I just finished teaching in the Johnny Coleman Theological Seminary in the teacher training program, I told each one of them, you what is a learning tool that you're going to use in the classroom that God has given to you to impart these principles to people that they may be able to grasp them from wherever they are? So two things for Reverend Mary, don't play with it, use principle be your standard, and the other is we must, be, we must help people. So we as a foundation, our ministries, the work that I do in the world is to be a support to people. Even when I'm asked to speak, I said, why are you asking me to speak? What is it that you think I can bring to your community? What is it? Because your community must be better when I leave your community. So I, I have endeavored to model what I learned from uh, Dr. Mary and Dr. 
Dr. Coleman. The thing of first for Dr. Coleman in terms of the legacy and the Universal Foundation for Better Living as an organization is, number one, people must know that they can be healed because that's how I am here today. You know, I was given less, less than six days to live. You can read about it in 12 Steps to Your Healing. Dr. Coleman was given less than six months to live. Her book, Open Your Mind to Be Healed, and It Works If You Work It, which, by the way, will be out within the next 10 days or so, if not sooner, as an ebook. So uh, the healing as the foundation and the cornerstone of the New Thought Movement, our tradition in USBL continues to carry that forth. Right now, we've got a healing prayer out there for people to pray for themselves, pray for loved ones in the hospital, pray for people who are scared, So, because that's our fundamental. And then the other thing from Dr. Coleman, and this is straight off of her lips from a direct question from me, and that is, you must know who you are. So we teach not that you're a zodiac sign and subject to that, not because you're in New York, you got to get sick, or Spain, or France, but to know who you are as a child of God, and that what your inheritance is by right, because you have a spiritual birthright, and that is the fundamentals of who we are, that's the legacy that we move forward, and that's why we're known as the Universal Foundation for Better Living, because people begin to live better lives, and we're not saying we're the only vehicle by which that can happen, but we're saying we're a vehicle by which people who appear to be suffering can begin to live a better life here and now. And the teachings of New Thought across the board will help you do just that so that you don't believe that your plight is to suffer and be in pain because you're on this side of the River Jordan and that you have to wait till you get to the other side of the River Jordan in order to have relief. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, we, we have a few calls two more callers, so I'm gonna, I want to ask Tanisha and Jackie questions, but I need you all to make them about a minute and a half answers so I can at least quickly get to these last few callers before 10.59. So, um, uh, Tanisha, um, you've traveled with Reverend Tumkin a lot, and you work with her with some of the writings. What were some of the lessons you got from her from uh, working with her with writings and and traveling with her so frequently? Um, well, one of the primary lessons for me um, in terms of working with her with writing um, was to appreciate my own spiritual gifts. Uh, as Reverend Sheila said, Reverend Mary had a way of pulling out things in each each person with which she interacted that we might not have even recognized or appreciated fully. Uh, when I first met Reverend Mary, I had just finished up um, my master's degree in English literature, and I was learning about uh, women's, my, my focus was on women's approaches to spiritual empowerment. And I had prayed to find a community of faith where I could go and experience this kind of um, um, a different approach, let me say it that way, um, to, to spirituality. Um, and I walked into the Universal Truth Center and met Reverend Mary. Uh, and when I did, I thought, what can I do? I want to help her. How, what can I do to contribute mm -hmm. to this ministry? What can I do? 
And the only thing I could think of was, I can write. Maybe she needs help with something. Maybe I can write with her in exchange for, you know, the, for all that she is giving. Uh, and so I offered to do that. Uh, and that, that's how it began. And uh, what she said to me was, that's exactly, that's exactly it. That's what I, that is what I want. Uh, and so, mm-hmm. so we began working together. Uh, I learned, I, I had the opportunity to sit and catch, catch all of the, the lessons, the blessings, all the knowledge, the wisdom that she was dropping and, and, and write uh, and help her uh, express it. Uh, on paper, and so I'm I'm very grateful for that experience. Um, I learned from her the importance of engaging and service and conversation with people not only inside of our tradition but also outside mm-hmm. of our own tradition because we have a lot to share and also we have a lot yeah. to learn. Thank mm-hmm. you, thank you, thank you, uh, Jackie. Could you give? Um, the information for the Mary Tumpkin Foundation so people can help support this vision? Exactly, for sure. Um, the Mary Tumpkin Foundation basically is has a twofold mission. Um, the first is just, uh, not just, is scholarships for first-generation um, youth, you know, individual, individual young people who are the first-generation to attend either college or technical schools or, you know, whatever kind of educational um, after post high school educational activities that they'd like. Um, We assist those young people during their starting in their ninth grade year to get them prepared for, you know, um, a life after uh, if it's college or whatever. And they have near-peer mentors that really are there to, you know, just be guides and to give them, you know, whatever push they need to move forward. Um, and the second part, the second um, part of the mission of the Mary Tumpkin Foundation is to further um, the, the teachings of Mary Tumpkin and basically further the teachings of the Universal Foundation for Better Living. Um, Mary was a, you know, like, as we know, a prolific writer and speaker and Bible scholar. And, um, we have, and, and we send out on a weekly basis memes, um, that are Mary's words that we send out, um, weekly, Joseph. And, um, they are just amazing because when you read them, you just really think about Mary and you think about what she taught and, you think about how it um, get how how it comes back to us, um, and if you'd like to give to the Mary Tumpkin Foundation, all you have to do is go to Mary A Tumpkin Foundation dot org, and um, it's right there. There's a give or donate page, and you can give to you know to further you know the things that we are working toward um, within the foundation. Um, come November, during her birth month, we are going to have our annual Books and Bubbles um, event, and it will be, you know, just an event to basically acknowledge everything that Mary contributed to the Universal Foundation for Better Living, to the Universal Truth Center, and to all of the people whose lives that she, you know, touched and that she was a part of. 
So um, just be on the lookout for all of those things. And we invite you to come down. There's nothing like being in Florida in November. So um, you can you can come on down for that and um, be a part of it. Thank you. Thank you. We'll try to get this caller in really quickly in the last two minutes. Uh, Stephanie, are you there? Stephanie? Hello, Stephanie, are you there? Okay. I don't I don't know what happened with Stephanie. So, uh Louie, you can hold that. So, so we only have a couple of uh about 2 minutes left. So, first thing I want to do is thank all of you all for coming on the show. I wanted to make sure that we tell our own story. As I mentioned a few weeks ago, it's important that we as our branch of New Thought actually have a way of making sure that our stories are cataloged and we're getting this information out in a way that's empowering. So uh, thank you all for sharing personal stories, insights, ideas, what you learned from Reverend Tumpkin through the years because it makes a difference and because these shows will live on in perpetuity on you know Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and Stitcher and Spotify, whatever will be after that. Um, people will have an opportunity to plug in and find out about this wonderful woman of God. I also want to remind you all, all the listeners, that you can get Reverend Tumpkins' uh, audio lessons and, po- and video lessons, I'm sure as well, from the Universal Truth Center in Miami Gardens, Florida. Uh, I have several of her CD series, as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago. I keep her what we believe the nine statements of faith of the universal foundation for better living in my truck i don't it goes everywhere with me so make sure you give yourself the benefit of ordering um different series that she had on the bible on healing on prayer on consciousness development anything that you want to hear about a new thought reverend tumpkin taught it as well as it can be taught so uh, again, caller, I mean, guest, I want to thank you all for being on the show. Thank you for your yes. Thank you for your continued contribution to the Universal Foundation for Better Living and the New Thought Movement. Thank you so much. Thank you for asking us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. So um, the show is about to blend on out now, and God bless you all. And next week, I'll have the Bishop, Dr. Barbara King. I'm interviewing her about her life and ministry. God bless you all. Take care. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We spend a third of our lives sleeping and dreaming, yet most of us have no idea what goes on during that time. I'm Kelly Sullivan Walden, and as a dream expert and best-selling author, I'm here to empower you to mine the gold from your nighttime dreams. Join me on The Kelly Sullivan Walden Show, part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network, available wherever you get your podcasts. Until we meet again. Don't take your dreams lying down.